Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Tomorrow, Kelly Leach, Dr. Kelly Leach, is back with us, Conservative Party leadership candidate. And uh, we'll talk to Dr. Leach about her Canadian values test and whether she is still as strongly in favor of a values test for newcomers to Canada as she was at the beginning of her campaign for the leadership of the party and ultimately to become the Prime Minister of Canada. And we'll also remind you, give you the details on what the Dutch Prime Minister had to say just a couple of weeks ago as the election there was in high gear. Kelly Leach has been castigated for what she said and for her Canadian values test. But what she said and what she's proposing is nowhere near, I think, as within the context of the issue, offensive as what the Prime Minister of Holland said. But he's not being criticized by anyone that I've been able to, uh, to identify. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Aidan Coban has been sentenced to 10 years and eight months imprisonment in Holland for the cyberbullying and the blackmailing of Amanda Todd from British Columbia. Also 33 other girls and five men. Remember, boy, it seems like yesterday, that we first heard about Amanda taking her own life. And as the story developed, we asked ourselves more and more, who's behind this? Who's behind terrorizing this 15-year-old. And you look at this Aiden Coban. Well, let's just say I don't think he's in for a good time in prison because they don't, they don't uh, particularly like individuals like him who are sexual predators of kids. And when his prison sentence in Holland is up, Canadian police will be there waiting, looking to extradite him to Canada because he's to face charges here. And I guess I can say it now, because he hasn't been, well, he's not in court here, but I hope we actually hand out a longer sentence to him than the Dutch did. Carol Todd joins us on the Roy Green Show, Amanda's mom. And uh, we've talked many times over the years. Carol, thank you for uh, coming on. I I can only imagine what what a week it's been for you, but there has to be some relief at the Dutch court's decision. Thanks for once again um, inviting me onto your show, Roy. Um, yes, it, I always I've been describing it as relief and satisfaction in in that part of this journey, this story. Um, it, it's always, you know, it, it it's been a long one because you and I first talked probably back in in 2013, and and we've been talking about 
cases like this and Amanda's story and others, right? Um, but it, it just, to me, it, it, it's something that has moved forward in the case of, you know, cyber crimes and, and cyber crimes against young people. And you've been uh, you've been so intent on helping young people and and trying to uh, alert parents and alert kids to what is out there, and and you've you've done that uh, nonstop through Amanda's Foundation, uh, through shows that we've had on the air. I remember a young man who was being bullied in British Columbia. You worked very hard on uh, on, on arranging for him to have a, a really great time in Ontario, meet the Blue Jays, and and so thanks for everything that you do. But was there ever a time, uh, Carol, where you you wondered whether the day would come where this individual, whoever he was going to be initially, we didn't know, and then he fought it, and uh, it's been ongoing for some time now. Was there a time where you doubted that this day would come where he, this Coban, would actually be sentenced to a significant period of time in prison? Well, when it all started back in 2010, and up to you know hearing about it in April of 2014 when the RCMP released the news that this person had been charged um, all I was all I could think about was you know this happened to Amanda and she was um, bullied online and, and offline by by peers who victimized her and, and that was all that that I was thinking about at the time and this just added a another component of the online predatorship of, of others but you know what, it, it, Amanda's story just started my way of thinking and got me into looking at it in a different way and, and looking at it more, and I realized how um, worldwide and global these these victimizations are, like all over the place. And if we use, my thinking is by using Amanda's as a, a real-life story to, to push on that awareness and education to... Um, children, young people, families, and communities, it just goes on and on, right? Then this is what needs to be done. And um, I have, I have, it's a choice for me, of course. And um, I'm totally 100% okay with being a voice um, as much as I can to, to making sure these things just, we can, we can decrease, we can eliminate, we can get rid of, um, these situations, right? You know, you, you you said something that is so true that their borders don't matter. These individuals just use the internet, and the internet has no borders. And the predators are ultimately completely evil individuals, and the kids are so vulnerable. So you put together a combination of of uh, of evil and vulnerability, and and inevitably and invariably they're going to be victims. And so knowledge, understanding, and and parental. Um, Interjection, also peers, just warning, you know, their friends about what's going on. So critically important. Oh, definitely, and and the young mind isn't um, mature enough to realize, you know, situations. They think at the moment, yeah. but we do have to continue just because that's the way their brains are have developed, right? Are developing. We we can't stop and say, oh well, we're not going to talk about it. We have to talk about it, just like we continue to talk about drinking and driving and and you know the mad organization and um sexual health and um we have to talk about exploitation and what goes online because technology is all around us and it's not 
ever going to disappear. It's only going to get more advanced and, and possibly more complicated for general users. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a whole, there's a whole bunch of things to learn, and we, we just need to put reminders out there of different areas and guide parents, right? We're guiding parents to what they need to talk to their young people about and why it's so important. Carol, uh, Aidan Coban was convicted uh, of online harassment of 34 girls and five men. Have yes. police shared with you whether his approach was generally the same? Um, unfortunately, I can't talk about those details because we're still waiting for Amanda's trial. Um, what I can share is that, you know, he had, he did have 34 young victims and, and possibly, you know, many more out there. Um, and, and you have to look at, at how he, um, victimized those 34 through whatever media outlets have reported it. And we can only assume that, um, he used similar, similar tactics for them all. And, and, you know, it's sad to say that, um, those young people that are still alive, um, will probably, you know, are going through those traumatic events and, and they will pop up in their in their minds from different, you know, triggering moments around um, all over the place. So, and their families also. Yeah. So we can, it, it's just devastating. But I, can I backtrack a little bit? Sure. Can I, let me take a quick break. Let me take a quick break, okay. Carol, and then we can talk uh, more uh, more freely. We'll come back with Carol Todd on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Next half hour, it's Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, and uh, Beauties and the Beast. we got a lot to talk about today. Carol Todd is with me, Amanda's mother, and uh, the website is amandatodlegacy.org. You have done, uh, and you continue to do so much for young people to help them avoid the, the kinds of traps that were laid for, uh, for Amanda by this Aiden individual, Aiden Coben. Uh, but there was something you wanted to get back to, Carol, before we took the break? Yes. Um, it was, you know, in your intro, and we talked, you were mentioning um, the process. <clears throat> the process, like, less than 48 hours ago, he was um, convicted of, you know, 10 years and 8 months, and he will serve that time. But I understand that an appeal process will occur from his defense team. Um, based on the technology used. So we'll have to see if that's accepted and how that goes. Um, April 4th, we will wait for another, the third extradition ruling, whether he can be brought to Canada. I'm not sure if if Mr. Coban and his team are going to appeal that because um, he doesn't really want to come to Canada for a trial. Um, And he does not have to serve all his time until he comes here. There's, it, it, it can be really confusing 
No, no, I understand the Dutch, the Dutch justice system is fairly soft. Right. And so um, what I understand is that if there is an appeal, then as soon as that appeal is over in the courts over there and extradition is approved, then they can start the process of bringing him here as soon as possible after that. Which, uh, which is absolutely necessary and which the RCMP have said that they're going to pursue to get mm-hmm. to get him brought to Canada, back to again the, the message that people have to be aware and they have to speak with one another and they have to talk to their kids and get through to their kids. Abbotsford, British Columbia Police, put out a news release about a young boy in Texas. What was the story behind that? Um, I saw the press release and um, some of the articles, and there was a eleven-year-old uh, boy from Texas who was being asked online to send you know, sexually explicit images, nude pictures. Um, and he, he told his parents, who then went to law enforcement, the police, who then investigated, and it was tracked back to um, a young person in Abbotsford, B.C. Um, because they're all minors, nothing can be named. And so, you know what, kudos because that boy talked to his parents about yes. it and told them and that's a must in all this that if if anyone is being extorted online or asked for anything that's inappropriate they need to um, if you're a young person tell an adult and if you're an adult you need to go to the police you need to take screen captures of um, what's being asked of you and and I just read today that if it's on Facebook you know you can deactivate your account, but save all your things. But um, you can't. You, you shouldn't delete everything because it may be needed for, you know, evidence down the road. So there are there are changes to the system that have occurred. We may not see it um, moving as quickly as we want it to, but underneath it all, there are changes. Law enforcement are looking. Um, at, you know, reports critically. And as we know from Amanda's case and from this case that came out of Abbotsford and and other cases that I've seen and and talked to um, many law enforcement agencies around the world, um, when they get a case filed, they do look at it. And the message out there to predators is that everything is trackable, right? And so, unfortunately... You know, Amanda's case is high profile, and she has become this poster child of um, cyber abuse, cyber aggression, cyber violence. I don't tend to call it cyber bullying um, because I think many kids, many families, many adults think of cyber bullying as, you know, pure aggression. But um, the, the, the cyber crimes that can happen using technology are things that we need to discuss and discuss in detail. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never mention, I'll never say it's cyberbullying again. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct, because we, we tend to use terms that we are familiar with and we're comfortable with, but they don't really apply to the situation. They don't apply in the way that they need to apply in order to get the information spread out. So cyberbullying would have a, the effect of maybe having somebody say, yeah, well, okay, bullying, I've heard about this before. But mm-hmm. if you talk about cyber crime and cyber victimization of children, the mm-hmm. way that that's going on, I imagine there are people listening to us right now. Somebody in a family has experienced it, or a, a young person is experiencing it, and hasn't talked to anybody about it yet. 
Well, 90% of, of all kids aged between the ages of 12 and 18 um, have some form of device, a technology device that they're using, whether it be a phone, a tablet, a laptop. And so that's 90%, right? And out of that 90%, they say that um, 50% have, have been victims of, of illicit judgment. And illicit judgment can come out back in the forms of cyber abuse, cyber abuse of behaviors of others, right? And so that's a really high number when you think of it, not just in Canada, but you think of the U.S., you think of, you know, internationally across the seas. Um, it, it's happening all over the place. But kids need to know that they need to trust their parents and or caring adults around them and, and tell someone because you can't solve your problems um, on your own. And then sometimes, like Amanda, she internalized those problems and initially didn't share with any adult. And it turned into, you know, her, her mental health distresses. Right. We all know the outcome of that. And so those are the outcomes that we don't want, right? Well, we, uh, you know, we have to remember the predators can be anywhere and any age. And uh, man, uh, Carol, in the in the minute or so we have left, what are the first things that parents should look for? What are the first things that adults should look for in behavior of kids who may be being approached online by the kinds of individuals we're talking about, the predators? Well, when we look at our, our kids and we look at the distresses they have, we can see signs and changes of sleep patterns, changes of, of you know, where they're, if they're online, um, are they hiding what they're doing? Like, are they going into their bedrooms? Um, are they not talking about it? And you have to have that open discussion about, you know, hey, what do you, what's happening online these days? What are your friends looking at? Because I just, oh, I just saw an article today that um, one of Mr. Coban's youngest victims was eight years old. And so when parents say in school say, you know, I don't, I don't want any, we don't need to talk to our grade fours and fives about, you know, online safety. Yes, we do. And, and we can talk about it in different ways. And being an educator myself, there are ways to talk about respect and kindness and behaviors and, and what you do online or offline um, as early as, as great, you know, age four and five. You just talk about it in, in different ways. And, you know, you think about all those, all those gaming apps that kids find. And we think that things like Minecraft and Animal Jam and Movie Star Planet are, are safe. But anywhere that you, have a, you can have a, a, a chat conversation with anyone, um, you have to know that that anyone could be anyone. Right. Carol, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. Thanks for everything you do for, for, for families in this country and beyond the country. You've experienced such a tremendous personal loss, and, and yet you're, uh, you're out there protecting others and protecting the kids, and a lot of respect okay. for you. AmandaToddLegacy.org, right? Yes, it is. We'll talk to you soon, Carol. Thanks for the time today. Okay. All the best. Thanks, Roy. Bye-bye. Bye. So uh, there, there is good news in the sense that this Aiden, this um, Aiden Coban is, has got 10 years and eight months prison sentence, and the RCMP is waiting for him to come to Canada once his Dutch sentence is over.